Welcome to Attenuation, a weekly podcast where two friends come together to drink beer, discuss beer styles and trends, and just generally ruminate on the meaning of life, aka beer. If you enjoy your time with us, we invite you to become a weekly listener and subscribe to the podcast. Without further ado, here is this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 77 of Attenuation, a beer podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm joined by my best friend since 8th grade, Stephen. Hello. Good evening, sir. Good evening. How are you? I am fantastic. I have my <laughs> sexy podcast voice on tonight. Yeah, you sound super cool. Yeah, I got a little bit of a nasal drainage thing going on, and yeah, you know, change it up. The listeners are going to be excited <laughs> to hear a different voice this week. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sorry you have that going on but it does make your voice sound very cool yeah unfortunately i don't know how well i can smell my beer tonight but mm. well that's fine get it out of the way now because our topic tonight is tactical planning for great american beer festival yeah the brewery and beer lists are officially out now so we decided might as well start making a plan because no time like the present. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be upon us. And it's going to feel like tomorrow. So, got to get ready. Got to start stringing those pretzels onto the necklace. Oh, yeah. That is part of the planning. We need to... Uh, my wife actually said something the other day. Like, do I get to make you guys some pretzel necklaces? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We definitely learned our lesson. We need those. <laughs> Not just a fun thing. It's actually somewhat essential. <laughs> yes. Especially for our plan, which you will yeah, hear we about have soon. An aggressive plan of very high ABV. Yeah, very ambitious. Yeah, this is, well, I, I guess we can get to it when we get to it. I don't want to step on the uh, segment. So we can go to our first segment, which is drinking beer. Yeah, we got to tease them, you know, tease yeah. a little, make sure they listen to the whole thing. <laughs> We'll have a super duper extra tip for you at the very end of the yeah. <laughs> Now we Don't won't. just fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Okay, so drink a beer. So I introduce a beer and give nose notes. Steven does the same. And then we cheers and give tasting notes. All right, Steven, I did not get a stout today. Oh, okay. I'm following our... It's already September. The year is almost over. And I haven't branched out enough, so today I'm going to drink Arctic Devil Barley Wine Ale. And this Uh, is from yeah Midnight Sun Brewing Company, and they're in Anchorage, Alaska, and this is a 13.2% barley wine. Ooh, it smells boozy. (laughs) So like super strong malt, a little bit of like that alcohol heat smell i think i'm gonna taste that 13 what did i say it was yeah 13.2 percent okay not hiding it this time not hiding it it's definitely got like some brown sugar smell caramel and then a little bit of like dark fruits yeah i think it's gonna be good actually i just don't know if it's gonna be super boozy but we'll find out in a minute what are you drinking today steven okay well actually we did not plan this but we are having an anchorage night tonight Oh, really? Uh, 
And I'm actually doing Anchorage again. I, I did Anchorage last week with the, the Cabin IPA, which ended up being a Session IPA, unexpectedly. Yeah, you didn't know that, and that was kind of a disappointment. I remember. Yeah, so that one I had gotten off of Tabor, actually. And this one I bought at my local beer shop. This was kind of a splurge. It was a gift card splurge. I did not, however, buy the $80 stout that he had <laughs> Okay. from Anchorage, but I didn't spend that much money. But this is called Forest Born. Okay. It is a mixed culture ale, so it's fermented and aged in Missouri oak with Saison yeast, Brettanomyces yeast, and our house mixed culture. Dry hopped with Nelson Sauvin hops and finished on passion fruit, guava, and key lime. Whoa, that sounds so good. A lot going on there. Lots of souring agents, some hops, some fruit. And does it have a cork in it? Yeah. That's fancy beer, Steven. I know. <laughs> My co-host is struggling to open the uh, bottle. Now, don't shoot that cork. Kind of thinking that would be easier to shoot it across my <laughs> room. Don't do that. Oh, this is a pain. It does not want to open off. Oh, so close. Got it. Nice. And you didn't... It was quiet. There was, there was no disaster. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of, like, pop to that. Uh, it has bubbles. So that's, <laughs> that's a good sign. Is it bottle? I wonder, is it bottle conditioned? Or maybe... Uh... I, I, I probably. Yeah. Okay, so this is pouring a golden yellow. Kind of has a lot of haze to it. A lot of murky stuff kind of floating around in it. Oh, you got a good a, head on there. Yeah, about a three to three quarter inch head that's retaining. Ooh, it smells really good. It smells very... Uh, a lot of lemon to it. Definitely getting some of that guava. Just a touch of barnyard funk, but it's not overwhelming. Definitely smells sour, though. Has, like, an effervescence to it that does... Actually, it's kind of weird. It's, like, not really an effervescent carbonation that hmm. you would expect, but in, like, how it smells. It just smells really light and fruity and spritzy. Okay, I'm excited. All right. Cheers, sir. Cheers. All right, Stephen. So now, remember, I've only had, like, probably less than 10 in my whole life. But this is hands down the best barley wine I've ever had. Wow. This okay. makes me feel like I need to drink a lot more barley wines. <laughs> it is so good. So it's like brown sugar, toffee, bourbon, sugar plum, a touch of cola, tobacco, oak, at least in that order. And the development <laughs> is the development is long. Like when you sip the beer, those yeah. flavors kind of like arrive and fall away like in a like six or seven second cascade which is amazing and then it's thick and syrupy but and there might be a touch like there's like a little flash of booze at the end but um it's it doesn't you really don't taste the 13 percent alcohol so oh this is just something you can kind of sit and sip and enjoy and i'm sure as it warms up it's even gonna uh, evolve a little now unfortunately it's from tavor so uh <laughs> I don't think I can get my hands on this one again, but not no. easily. But this is definitely inspiring me to try more barley wines because there's just a lot of complexity, and that's generally something I really appreciate. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Not a lot of beer styles that I drink like regularly have that like really really complex flavor profile that mm -hmm. with, with so many flavors sort of coming in and out throughout the tasting. Uh, but barley wines definitely have that, and of course, like imperial stouts, any any like stronger, darker ales. But something like Parabola, that kind of thing. Um, there was the one I drank. Oh, that Firestone Walker 25th anniversary ale that I drank on the podcast. Those are the ones where 
they're so complex and yes. there's so many distinct flavors coming in and out. It's fascinating that that's I love that feeling. possible. Yeah. Yeah, like when you take a sip and like sometimes it even feels like the flavors are like moving around like on your tongue and <laughs> sometimes like you feel this like shift and you're like what is happening? Like I just <laughs> tasted like so many things and then you kind of got to, you know, slowly sip it and try to like focus on each part of the development and try to pick out like what you're tasting so it's really fun awesome so a thumbs up for yeah two thumbs up arctic devil arctic devil barley wine i'm definitely going to keep my eyes open i don't i don't know what their distribution is like um i never heard this brewery but it was highly ranked i think it's a 97 on beer advocate so i knew it was going to be good but yeah very cool how was yours mine was very good not as complex but it's just a really nice sort of lime forward sour. So it's very sour. It is like literally like sucking on a lime or a lemon. Okay, that's good. We like that super sour. Yeah, right. <laughs> Light bodied. So it's got that really, really, really strong sourness at the beginning. Uh, and then goes into this sort of drier guava and passion fruit finish. And okay. it's kind of interesting because both the, like they, they actually used guava and passion fruit. But then, like, the hops that they use, the Nelson Sabin hops, also, they tend to give out kind of white wine grape flavors. <laughs> but they also get described as, like, a passion fruit guava. Oh, okay. Flavor. So it's, like, a good match to that. Yeah, so it matches up good. And it's almost like you can kind of taste both the actual fruit and the hop version. Oh, right? that's cool. Yeah. You, you kind of feel that like hot bitterness and that hop edge to some of the passion fruit and guava flavors. So I think it's uh, it works really well. I wouldn't call it that hoppy of a sour. Okay. Just, just barely. It seems like they just used enough to kind of complement, kind of do a dance between the actual fruit they added and the hops. But uh, it's a really, really solid sour. I can't really miss with me with a mixed culture sour. Yeah, and if it's a hoppy sour, is like, oof. Yeah, that's what I, I live for that. <laughs> well, stouts barely stouts, but hoppy sours are something that can be very special. Yeah, I was a little worried about the saison yeast at first, but okay, uh, it just ends up being like a, just a very dry ale, which I don't mind at all, especially when it's sour. <laughs> it didn't give it that special barnyard flavor. Yeah, didn't give it that weird like I think it's the pepper. Okay. What do we call it? Like wet dog or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't mind the, the funkiness, the barnyard funk. It's the yeah. peppery flavor that you can get in a Saison that I just do not like. Yeah. That's still just that style in general. I still struggle with. Yeah. It's like where it's funky and dry and then not really that sour. The okay. Is, that, that's like it. Cause but I feel this like one, this one was sour. sour. But yeah. This one's very yeah. sour. So, okay. Cool. They, they had the saison yeast, but they also had the mixed culture, so mm-hmm. definitely some bacteria floating around in this thing, pumping out lactic acid. <laughs> nice. I bet I would really like that one. You would, for sure. Cool. So, thumbs up, for sure? Yeah, Alaska wins the day. Yeah, Alaska representing today on attenuation. <laughs> they make a lot of good beer in Alaska. And they recovered a little bit from last week. Anchorage did. Oh, yeah, after that session IPA. Yeah. Travesty. I mean, it did make more sense. Once yeah, I knew Once what the realized. was that like, oh, it is a 4% beer. No wonder it doesn't have any flavor. All right, cool. Well, this is going to be a good episode because we both have beers we really like. And mine's 13%, so I'm going to get fun. All um, right. 
<laughs> okay, so next we have our triple segment of postscripts where we correct or add to items from previous episodes, which I don't think we have one, Stephen. Do we have a postscript? I don't think we do. We had one. We thought we would save. Like we, we were I know. Gonna it's go lost to the ages. But I even tried to listen to that episode today to remember it, and I must have missed it or something. So must not have been that important. Oh, well. You can let us know. Yeah. If you remember what it is. And then we have beer news, and I think we have a pretty interesting and kind of weird beer news today. We do, yeah. So we've talked a little bit about Maui Brewing acquiring Modern Times in San Diego. So they have decided that they're going to officially unite at the end of October under a combined entity called Craft Ohana. So they said that they never really had a plan to have two separate entities owned by a common parent company. Uh, they want two brands operating as one company, but their operations just be in multiple states, so in California and Hawaii. So they decided to combine and go under one name. So no more modern times, no more Maui Brewing? Just Craft Ohana. It's just Craft Ohana. Wow, Sounds that's like crazy. It. Yeah. And then, of course, they had a whole, you know, organization restructuring. The Modern Times CEO is now going to be the chief experience officer for Kraft Johanna, responsible for overseeing company functions related to team member and consumer experience. Okay. And then Maui Brewing head brewer, her name is Kim. She is being promoted to vice president of operations for Hawaii. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And she has a cool history where she started brewing at St. Archer in San Diego. Oh, cool. And then they sold to Molson Coors. So she left there. And I think she had been, previously been to um, Maui. She had been a brewer at Maui Brewing in their Lahaina production. And then she left to do St. Archer. And then when they sold to Molson Coors, she went back to Maui as the brewmaster. Pretty cool a little brewing history for Kim Brisson Lutz is her name. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what they're going to continue to brew, like if they're just going to take like the best from those two breweries and put them out under o- Ohana. Yeah, we'll see what they make. And I wonder yeah. if they're going to brew in, um, they'll probably continue to brew in Hawaii and California. But Yeah, so I huh. assume they'll just kind of keep, I would think that they would maintain their flagships. Yeah, I would assume. That'll definitely distribute to me. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to look for that new Craft Ohana. I looked, oh, by the way, uh, here's an update for you. I uh, went to go look for Two Hearted. Oh, okay. But I only went to the, I didn't go to the right stores. I went to my regular grocery store and then one other grocery store. I know where I need to go. I need to go to the the expensive grocery store, but it's like all the way across <coughs> town. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to go to Nugget. And I'm going to wait, like, because I bet you they don't have it quite yet. So I'm going to go like in a week or two weeks, and I think they'll absolutely have it, and then I'll drink one on the podcast. But I didn't see it I yet. Know. I was disappointed. I was scanning the beer aisle like very carefully to look for bells. Yeah. The other thing to do might be to continue checking the beer finder on oh, the okay. website. The last I checked, it wasn't updated with any California locations, but that might, you know. That might change, hopefully. Yeah, I bet you once I can see it on there, that'll mean it's like at the store. All right, I'll, I'll refresh this. Nice, that's exciting. Want that too hard a day, Steven? <laughs> and then you're just going to buy it all the time, right? Because you can have it all the time. Yeah, probably until I get sick of it. 
Oh, okay. So we don't have it in my town, but it says that they have two hearted ale at the Nugget in Davis. The nice. That's oh, the real. That's one. the really nice one. So that's the problem. I gotta go to the. I gotta go to another city. And it says they also have it at the beer shop. So it did make it to Northern California, but it didn't make it to my city. So um, well, it made yeah. it close enough. It's close enough. I so this this is now letting me know. It says it's available right now yeah, at that nugget. That's so awesome. I will go pick one up probably this weekend. Yeah, it's pretty it's cool. Exciting. Yeah, it made it out here. Yeah, that you're right. That nugget in Davis is better. Yeah. They have an insane, and their wine selection is insane. But I think it's just because the uh, the people yeah, that shop at that nugget are uh, quite wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they carry some serious stuff there. That's yeah. where I finally found you an atomic torpedo too. Okay. Yeah, that's the nugget I go to when I'm real, really beer shopping. <laughs> but I don't do any grocery shopping there because it's very yeah. expensive. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll get that soon, and we'll. I'll drink it on the podcast. It'll be fun. Yeah, so beer news. Uh, Maui and Modern Times combining to be Craft Ohana, so look for Craft Ohana. Yeah, I'll look for that, too, because that'll probably start showing up. And then the last part of this triple segment is story time with Steve. Do we have a story time with Steve today? Well, I will say that I have grand intentions, at least, well, hopefully tomorrow, but sometime this weekend in getting my beer tattoo on my arm. So that's kind of a preview because next week I'll be back if that actually happens, which seems surreal. But if it actually happens, then I can talk about. Now, do you have no tattoos, right? No tattoos. This would be my. This would be your first one. Hmm. You have to be careful because <laughs> a lot of people get addicted to getting tattoos. So uh, yeah, this might be mark the beginning of the end. I'm gonna five years from now, Steve's gonna have like full sleeves. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't really have an addictive personality, so okay, so you'll be safe. Probably be fine. Yeah. All right, cool. I want to hear. Unless I funny. really, really like it. But yeah. Just the fact that it's taken me this long to even decide. Yeah. One to do it, and two, like what I would get, and sure, it would take me a long time to decide again what what it would be now my second thing to get. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. That's been Although, my major holdback is like i don't i i think timing it some tattoos would be cool but i have no idea what to get <laughs> my kids were asking me why i wasn't getting their names oh dang yeah giving you some heat i said it's because i love craft beer ouch steven <laughs> and i said and also craft beer is awesome <laughs> wow the double troll on your kids oh uh, this is great because they like my my ten year old is very 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 smart and she yes. just like she immediately was like that's so messed up dad <laughs> that's amazing to be fair they want their faces on the, each of one of my butt cheeks so. <laughs> <laughs> you're like not happening <laughs> that is too funny yep so look out for a tattoo adventure next week nice I'm hopefully excited. hopefully found a chicken out. Nah, you'll be fine. All right, cool. So we'll hear. That'll be a good story time with Steve in the future. All right, are we ready for the main topic? Uh, I think so. Tactical preparation? Yeah. Well, okay, so we've learned very... I mean, we've been... This is the fourth time mm-hmm. going to the festival, which seems crazy. Yeah, what have we learned? What are our big tips? I know number one is stay as close as possible to the beer fest. 
Yeah. Yeah, we got progressively closer. Yes. Until, it, like, finally the third year, we were like, why do we not just yeah. stay right downtown? Because we're both kind of cheap, right? So we were like, let's stay somewhere really inexpensive, and then we'll, like, Uber in. But the problem is, guess what happens to Uber? It, like, surge yeah. prices. Yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to Uber out of there. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were in, a, like, a pretty shady motel. <laughs> it's the first it was, like, 45 minutes away, I realized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. That was the year I was like, oh, yeah, we don't care. We don't care where we stay. Yeah. My wife is like, where are you staying? <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. My wife is the same way. Like, she would have never stayed in that hotel. Yeah. But, you know, we've grown. We've made <laughs> more money now. <laughs> well, it's just, the thing is, you don't really save money if you have to pay, like, a surged Uber price. Yeah. You're going to pay, like, a hundred bucks just to... So you might as well just put that towards the hotel room and stay real close. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think the last year we were pretty darn close. I think this year is actually the closest we'll ever be. Nice. So it's we're like literally right across the street. That'll be super convenient. So that should be fun. Uh, we have kind of a whirlwind day because it's, we both get there early. So we're going to jam up to Fort Collins first and do the New Belgium tour. Oh, I'm so excited for that. And kick off our trip with some New Belgium beers. Because they are not going to be at the beer festival. Yeah, what is that about? They're like right there. They've, and they've always been there. So. They've always been there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit of a, maybe a snub from New Belgium to towards the beer festival. Because the beer festival is very, very independent craft beer. Yes. Heavy. Focused. Yeah. yeah. And it's just kind of weird. And we've, you know, we've worn out this subject, but... It's getting less and less important, I think, to craft beer drinkers mm-hmm. that some of these. And it's not like, like, I get it. You sell out to Budweiser or something, but some of these are, you know, New Belgium and Bells. And they're just like really, really good craft beer brewers. And it's not that much. And they're still like really heavy in their communities. And I don't know. I just think there's worse places you could give your money to <laughs> right yeah but you know some people are i'm not as principled as some people <laughs> <laughs> same not even close to as no so anyway uh but yeah maybe i don't know maybe they just decided they didn't want to do it this year yeah but it doesn't matter because we're gonna get there anyway yep we'll drink their beers take the tour and then and then head on back to Edinburgh, check into our hotel which is just across the street there we go. And then go to the beer festival. And we'll don our uh, second lesson we learned is you. Well, the first year we went, we saw the people with the pretzel necklaces and we thought they were silly. Yeah, and we then were making we fun were, of them. Yes, we were making fun of them. And then we realized, like, oh, all these people are way smarter than us. <laughs> yeah, when I was back at the hotel room, sicker than a dog <laughs> the day after. Yeah, it really does help to have those snacks that you can eat. Because they don't let you bring a backpack in, so that's why people kind of, like, don all their snacks onto a necklace, because they will let you do that. And then, it's just, one, it's a good palate cleanser, and two, it's like, at least you're putting something in your body besides al- non-stop alcohol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and some people get so creative, they're stringing, like, bags of goldfish. Yeah. On, I mean, these are serious necklace is full of a lot of food i think some people even string like hot dogs <laughs> yeah beef jerky yeah <laughs> so you can get crazy but as long as you can wear it around your neck i guess you can bring it in so yeah i think that's the rule 
highly recommend you do that. Yeah, yeah. The other thing we learned is there's generally like water available everywhere and you should really try as hard as you can. The downside is you're going to have to pee like 40 times, but if you can every other beer, every like third beer or something, just make it a point to walk to one of the water stations and just drink at least one taster of water to kind of, it helps you pace yourself and it keeps you hydrated. Yeah, how many times did we pee? It was a lot. <sighs> so many times. Luckily, yeah. they have like 9,000 porta potties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it doesn't like get backed up or anything. Either no, they have to do a really good job on providing. If you want to pee in the normal bathroom, there is a line for that. But the, I think the move is you just walk to this giant porta potty area that's kind of like outside yeah. and that you'll get through like immediately because I think more people like to wait for the. But we're nasty. We don't care if we go in the porta Yeah, we don't care. There's hand sanitizer everywhere. So. <laughs> yeah. Probably especially this year. So. Yeah. yeah, right. So, yeah, so that's some of the tactical things. Of course, staying close uh, is just so nice. And then even, especially after, I think even more importantly, yeah. after, to just be able to know you don't even have to get a car or anything, just walk right back. So that should be fun. And then we have a afternoon session the next day. So I'm sure we'll have a need for some greasy food on <laughs> Saturday morning. I think that's also uh, maybe another tip. Obviously, it's expensive to do two sessions, but there is something about not feeling the pressure of like, okay, just this is session. my one window of opportunity. Yeah, because there's just there's more beer than you'll ever be able to try. So you do kind of have to make choices. I would say it's still hard. Yeah. Because you get into that first session, you're in. You have the beers available to you, and you don't like it's this FOMO, right? This mm-hmm. feeling of, well, what if they run out and then mm-hmm. it's not here tomorrow, or what if they don't mm-hmm. pour this one tomorrow? So I don't know. It, it's hard. It's a balance between saying, look, we have another session. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and generally, I think they do try to pour like. Some things, I guess the other tip is the, some of the things only get poured during a certain window. Yes. Uh, but the other stuff, they'll try to meter out so that it'll survive all the sessions. Yeah, I would say, and we're going to kind of go through some of the beers that we're looking forward to drinking, but there's definitely a handful of those that I think are worth going to the booth and saying, hey, when are you guys going to pour this? Because I guarantee you they're not going to be pouring it the whole time. <laughs> yes, and it will absolutely run out. Yes. Like when they open it, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't. I can't remember if it was maybe fundamental observation that you got like the very. I was yes. Before. We went. We were running a little bit behind, and there was a big line for it. And I swear I got like, there's probably ten boards after me, and then they were cashed. So, yeah, they didn't bring that much of it. Doesn't help that the brewers are like pouring themselves some too yes they were i was laughing dying laughing at them because they were every like fifth pour they'd pour to themselves and drink it and they were just (laughs) getting destroyed on fundamental observation and you could tell they were just as excited to be drinking it as the the line like come on guys you don't have more access to this than we do yeah it was pretty funny but yeah i'll let them get away with it if you have to stand there for four hours and pour the same like five beers you should get a little benefit, right? It's like when you're at the Pliny the Younger release. Your bartender is taking shots of Pliny the Younger. Yeah, can you blame him? Yeah. Like, He's just as excited or she's just as excited about it as you are. Right. Yeah. 
That's awesome. So, any other tips? I mean, I guess it is kind of silly to. I mean, we're not. I don't think we're blowing anyone's mind. No. Saying drink water, but and eat. But yeah, I, think I would say hit it with a full stomach if possible. Um, drink. Yeah, drink water. Pace yourself. But I think the pretzel necklace thing it's really easy to be like well there's food available no there kind of is yeah but like limited and it's gonna be long lines yeah i think it's a waste of time that's why i think you do the pretzel necklace like i would say you want to kind of eat before you go and then just plan on eating after and don't waste like 30 minutes in a food line to eat like a nasty hot dog or something because it's just time you could be drinking other beers exactly well, what are you excited about? Okay, so then I also want to share my methodology. Because it's really funny. The first year we went, I think, Steven. Steven's always known I'm, like, in, an insane person. But, like, sometimes when your insanity, like, leaks out to other people and they see it, it's like... Do you remember In a Beautiful Mind? Did you ever see that movie? Uh, I feel like I did, but I don't... He's like this so math genius, but he's also like schizophrenic. And then there's this part it's where what's his, like, it's what's his face. Uh, why can I not think of his name? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Two thousand and one. So twenty one years ago. If you haven't seen Beautiful Mind, it's a great movie. But okay. he's a math genius. I guess this is a bit of a spoiler. Okay, spoiler alert. Shoot, I, I should have said it before. But it turns out he's. Um, I think he's schizophrenic or he has some other mental disorder. Okay. And there's kind of a part where like they kind of show this room he had where it's kind of a played out cliche now but he had all the cutouts from magazines with like strings and pins and he had like written on them and they cover like every section of the wall and you're just like oh this guy's insane and i see where you're going now (laughs) yeah so when i showed up for the first time went to great american beer festival i had all these papers with like these lists of like beers I wanted to try, and I think Steven saw the beautiful mind room and was like, "Okay, my friend is a crazy person." But basically, and I still do this in my methodology, and I recommend this methodology. So I'm an overplanner, but I think you do have some of the better experiences if you overplan rather than being spontaneous. But basically, like once they post the list of breweries and beers, I start to cross-reference against. Because the, I tr- kind of trust the beer advocate scores. They're, I feel like they're stricter. It's a little bit harder to get a high score on beer advocate. So I started. I just start to like cross-reference the top-rated IPAs, sours, and just look for them like systematically. Like, does this brewery there? Yes, no, no. Go to the next one. Is this brewery there? Yes. Oh, are they pouring this? Yes. And then I put it on my list. So I have basically, basically this tactical list of like. These are the things I want to try because they're the highest rated things that are available and I'm never, ever going to be able to drink them in any other circumstance. So I still do that. Stephen humors me. I think he thought I was a little crazy the first time we went. Oh, yeah. The first time. Yes. Yes. Well, I think I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. It's funny how the uh, evolution of just, you know, four years of going to the beer festival. I I was I had no idea what I was doing. So I was kind of glad for your craziness, <laughs> craziness because yeah. you at least gave us uh, some structure. I don't think, like, you know, I don't think either of us was, like, too crazy the next few years. No, we kind of mellowed out because we realized, like, you can kind of relax. I would just say, so this is, like, kind of a meta theme of, like, it's kind of like the vacation style. So there's two minds when it comes to going on vacation. Some people like to plan out 
all the little details and have a schedule. That's the one extreme end where like every minute is scheduled. And the other extreme end is like, well, I'm just going to go to like Rome, but I don't want to like plan or feel constrained. I want to be spontaneous. So I'm just going to go and then wander and like get into all these romantic adventures. And that's like the other extreme. And I fall way more on the planner side. But I think being in the middle is healthy. You gotta do some research. Because if you just like walked in and had no plan, it's so overwhelming. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't even I don't even know what you would do or how you would start. But then I understand like not wanting to plan out every detail. But I would definitely do like a little bit of homework. Maybe have a hit list of a few places you want to try. Or if you have a favorite style, kind of like see what's available. And then as a default, I think you can go... And, you know, we've never done this, but it's kind of a safe option is just go because what they'll have is they'll have all the winners, right? Oh, now, right. when do they have oh. the winners table? Is that is that available during the first session or do you have to wait until like later in the fest for that? Well, they'll have a section where they're pouring past winners. Okay. They're past, past winners and past uh, both the Great American Beer Festival and the World Beer Cup. And then by the Saturday afternoon session, I think we should know who the winners are. Okay. But then you can look them up and see if any of those are pouring. Because they're that not always sense. pouring, but you can look to see if they're pouring and go try them. Yeah. yeah, so if you're not a planner and you want to be spontaneous, I would just say if you kind of start at that winner's, past winner's section, go and drink some good beer, right? Because <laughs> these are all like the winners right. of each category. And then maybe wander around and just go where your heart takes you. But I am not that person. I'm like, we have a four-hour window. I want to try as many top-rated beers as I possibly can in that four-hour window. And I'm dragging Steven along with me. So. <laughs> no, it's funny because my wife 100% would tell me that I'm the planner one okay. of the vacations. You know, I constantly want to be going somewhere doing something. And I want to research it all out. Because, again, I just feel like it's a waste of time to wander around. And especially now in the age of internet and being able to research and find cool spots. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the fun of a vacation is the planning. Mm-hmm. Once you the go, looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, in defense of the planner as well, if you do plan your vacation out to where it's like on rails... It also kind of takes all the stress out of it because you've already figured out like what you're going to do and how you're going to get there. And then you just execute the plan and enjoy the experience. So I'm heavy in the planning side. So it's kind of stress free in a way. It is. But people but a lot of people that are like spontaneous people, they don't see it that way. And I understand they're like more stressed out by the structure than I think so. And I understand the romanticism of it of like, I don't want to constrain myself because what if I get to my destination and then I see something else I want to do that I didn't pre plan for? I don't want to like not do that thing. So I understand both sides, but you know, they're wrong. And I'm (laughs) well it's funny too to think of it from the context of what stresses you out yeah right it stresses me out to not have a clear plan same having a clear plan lets me enjoy the plan yes and whereas you would have some people who are stressed out by having to be somewhere at a certain yeah they feel constrained and i feel like they feel like they're gonna miss out on potential experiences they could have by having everything on rails but yeah so that's why that's why we're still friends Stephen, because we're both on the planners I'm just a little bit I'm like a couple notches over (laughs) to the extreme so anyways at least in this situation you are the beer planner so I will just let you plan the beer and I will just yeah go go where you take me yeah so I'm sophisticated now I don't have like papers I'm gonna have like um, an excel spreadsheet that I'll have on google drives that I can access from my phone (laughs) 
<laughs> well, this is an interesting little segue into the fact that in previous years, or at least the last few years of the Beer Festival, they've had an app that you could get on your phone. And the app was pretty useful because it had a map of the beer festival. It also had all the beers listed in sort of a nice search function where you could search by style, you could search by different things, or you could pick a style and it would randomly generate some beers for you. Like, hey, you like sours, go try this or something like that. And I so far I have not seen an app or any plans for an app. Okay. So I have a feeling the app was very expensive mm-hmm. because generally if even some like fast food restaurants or stores have apps and they're terrible and this was an app for a three-day event so it's only going to be good for like that one window and it it was a good app it was pretty impressive yeah so it wasn't worth the cost to keep doing i wonder if it's a cost cutting measure the bones are there they could have just updated it so i guess we'll have to see if it but i feel like it would be out by now do you think that's what i figured but yeah We'll look over the next few weeks to see if that comes out. But it's just a nice way because you could also not only could you kind of search individual beers based on style and name and that kind of stuff, but you could also track what you had had and you could yeah, make and you notes could rate on them. stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. super. It was actually a really impressive app. So it'd be a shame if they don't have it. But I'll be ready just in case if they don't have it. It's my, <laughs> uh, my pivot table. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so far, what I'm missing is the ability, because they have the breweries and beer lists out, but they just haven't listed by brewery. Like, you can't search for a style. Okay. And lots of these beers have names that don't tell you what the style is. They're not being safe. They don't call it um, (laughs) West Coast IPA. They call it, like... uh, Or use a pun, like, here goes a nothing. Which we've talked about on a previous episode. It's like the the risky name versus the self-evident name. But they'll call it, like, Into the Sunset. And you're like, okay, what is... That could be anything, right? Or Arctic Devil. Yeah, yeah, Arctic Devil. Forest born. Yeah, who knows I, what these beers Neither one of the beers we drank tonight have names that tell you what they are. So no. there's a lot of that. And so, I don't know, it's a little bit hard right now to kind of sift through them and figure yeah. out. Yeah. Unless you just Google every single one of them. Which We've I'll done. do. Which I'll do. <laughs> no stone unturned, Steven. That's my ultimate argument for the planner versus the spontaneous. The spontaneous person thinks that there's an event that they will like run into that they didn't anticipate. And I know that through my research, I will know every conceivable everything thing that, that's everything that could possibly happen to you <laughs> in this city. And then I pick from those, right? So there's nothing I will miss. I will Google every beer that'll be at the beer fest. Uh, so yeah. Do you have some that you're looking forward to? Yes. Speaking of research, yeah. I know, I started going through the list, and I had written down a ton, and realized I was only at, like, the B's. <laughs> oh my gosh, this episode's going to be three hours long. So quickly, 21st Amendment will be there. Yes. They actually have a beer called Hell or High Mango. So one of their favorite beers is Hell or High Watermelon. It's a watermelon wheat beer. But they have a Hell or High Mango, which I think is fairly available. Yeah, I think I can get it, but... But, again, it's not something that I want to drink all the time. Or have a yeah, but I want to try, and uh, they have not really made a different version other than the watermelon version. I don't think ever. Yeah, you should try. They branched out to another fruit. You should definitely try them. We'll try the mango. So that is fun. Uh, Allagash White. I'm excited for Allagash in general. Yeah, we'll ship resurgum. But we talked about Allagash and their wit beer and their sort of how it's sort of held as the standard of wit beers around the world. So I think me and you drinking that together. Yes, especially after we did the episode uh, to deep dive on the style, where I feel like we have an appreci- a deeper appreciation for it. 
Well, you go. You name something that you're excited for. Um, so I'm going to, if possible, try Bottologic Fundamental Observation and Fremont Brewing Rusty Nail in close proximity, like hopefully within a few hours of each other, to determine which one holds the number one spot in my mind. I think that is that will be worth sort of going those to those two booths early and asking, figuring out when those. Yeah, I, we I need to figure out. Yeah, I think they'll pour I Rusty both of those Nail. Are be poured. Yeah, I, they might be special pours, so we got to figure it out. The other thing I'm most excited about is I think so. When we first went to the beer fest, Stephen was very much a sour goza person, but I feel like he's he appreciates the stout and imperial stout and barrel aged stout. So I'm ready to vicariously live through his experience of some of these like world class, best in the world barrel aged stouts. I'm pretty excited too. Yeah, because it's funny and, that even as we went through this list together, so many of the beers that you've been like mentioning and you're excited about are the stouts. Yeah, and it's funny that like I'm feeling just as excited for that. So. That's really exciting. In and I think most past years, I'm you are not. not. Care. No. Well, I think I had you try some of them like the second time you went and I, I just don't think you were feeling them. No. Yeah. So because I do think there's a lot of stuff you can drink at this beer fest that it's these like stouts, barely stouts they only make like once a year. Mm hmm. It's just like these are this is a rare opportunity to try a lot of those all in one place all at one time. And a lot of them you just aren't going to get access to otherwise. Like, for example, the third beer I'm really excited about is Sam Adams Utopias because yeah, that's a beer we'd never drink otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to pay for it because it's insanely expensive, but I'd love to try it. So, yeah, because I remember yeah. we saw we saw the line for it one year and it was ridiculously long. And we didn't know, I didn't even yeah. know what Utopias was. I was like, why are people waiting for a Sam Adams beer? Like, can't you just buy that at the store? But no, this is like... Well, it wasn't uh, until I Googled it too later that I realized it was 27% or something yeah. like that. And I was like, oh, that's why everybody wanted it. Yeah, it's an insane beer. I don't even know if you can consider it a beer. It's like <laughs> beer wine at that point. Yeah. 27%. Yeah. So, yeah, those are some of the ones I'm excited about. I'm very excited. This is probably stupid, but I'm excited. Anchor is going to be there. Mm -hmm. That's another one, like drinking Anchor Steam with you. Yeah, that'll be I fun. I think it'll just be fun because we've done episodes on that. I mentioned uh, a week or two ago, Athletic Brewing is going to be there. They're a non-alcoholic oh, yes. brewer. They have an awesome lineup of IPAs and sours and stuff that I think would be really, really interesting to see how they're pulling those off. Yeah, we got to try all those because that'll be a nice break where we're not yeah. getting drunk. Where we're hydrating. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a good story. So I was looking back. Well, I was looking at this beer list and I noticed Breakside Brewing, which is in... Oregon somewhere I think and they have a beer called Bellwether and I'm looking at the name going I really really think I've had that before well I went into the deep deep archive of my Tabor profile <laughs> yeah I believe it was probably my first box from Tabor really I got this Bellwether from Breakside and it's a gin barrel aged wit beer kind of a sour wit beer I think and I remember loving it thinking oh this is really cool and i think the only reason i got it was because it was a sour yes that's something about sour and gin and i was like oh i like gin you like gin and you like sour yeah, yeah like maybe this will be good and i remember liking it i think it's brewed on limes and something like that but it's a high i think it's the number 10 wit beer or something up your advocate oh nice okay i'm so excited really about that too but anyway it was just this awesome callback 
to literally my first Tavor box, which was like had an IPA from Three Magnets Brewing. It was uh, I graded as a one. <laughs> really? I'm sure if I drank it right now, I would rate it way higher than that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think what else was in there. I think Pineapple Fields was in that box. Yeah, I remember that beer. Which is a hoppy sour. So anyway, is this this great callback to my very, very early days of Tavor? Where I was rating anything that was an IPA, I was rating it a one or a two. (laughs) Yeah, it was so funny because you were on the Tavor train like way before I was. But you were like... (laughs) No offense, but I feel like you were into Tavor like a little bit ahead Pre, uh, <laughs> pre actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. appreciating craft beer. Yeah, I'm like, dang, Stephen, you're like getting beer shipped to you from all these breweries. Like, you don't even like most of these styles, though. That's yeah, funny. totally. <laughs> That's okay. You just yeah. you, de- you dove into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I I tend to do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah, so no, I'm pretty excited because I do feel like this is the... I think both of us appreciate the most amount of styles. I haven't done any... Um, well, based on this Arctic Devil, I'm going to have to do a barley wine search where I cross-reference the top barley wines against the beers available and see what I can find. But yeah, I think the more styles you can appreciate, too, the more fun you're going to have. Yeah. Well, I noticed, too, that Bottle Logic, everything they're bringing is either a barrel-aged stout or a barley wine. <laughs> okay, yeah. So they do not mess around. No. And it's funny, too, because that was the false impression I got, because my first exposure to them was at the Beer Fest, and they brought, you know, a ton of these crazy barrel-aged things. And then when I went to the actual brewery, you know, none of that was available, because it's just the special stuff they make, like, once a year. So the, I was like, oh, they just have, like, a regular a IPA. And yeah. A little disappointing, yeah. I thought I was going to get all these crazy special beers, but, Yeah. That's that's the to me that's the most fun is you're getting a lot of that stuff under one roof. Yeah. So I think Jason's neurosis <laughs> revealed some I think some sleepers. Yeah. Some, I always, some uh, booths we we definitely would have slept on. Maybe people who know more than us wouldn't have. But well, for, first off, I've been seeing on Tavor this brewery out of Florida called Corporate Ladder Brewing. Mm, okay. And so I kind of recognize it just from seeing a lot of beers posted on Tavor. So I started looking and they have a very solid lineup of smoothie sours. So we'll see what they brought from that. And they have some highly rated, I think, IPAs. Anyway, could be a sleeper pick. You know, we'll probably get there and it'll be have a long line. Like of people who yeah, actually... That they're in the know. Yeah. Like Jay Wakefield was for one year. Florida. Florida's always got the sleeper pick. Yeah, I discovered a couple. I had known about um, Boneyard Beer Company. They make something called Hop Venom, which is highly rated, and they're going to be there, but they didn't have Hop Venom. So then I started cross-referencing all the beers they're going to bring, and they're bringing something called Notorious IPA 3, which is 100. It's the... And I think it's like the number 10th ranked IPA on beer advocate, so... Definitely going to be trying that one. And then the other one I kind of found was Fathead's Brewery, which I've never heard of. They have something called Hop Juju, which is a 98. And then Noble Ale Works, another brewery I've never heard of, has something called Strata Showers. That's a 98. So we're going to be trying those for sure. So is it Boneyard that has the triple IPA? Yes. What is that one called? It's just called Notorious IPA 3. It seems like this beer is there, Pliny the Younger. Yes, I think it is. I'm super excited to try it because I've had Hop Venom. Um, It's kind of available. I don't know why they're in Bend, Oregon. Well, I guess they're on my they're on my coast, but you can yeah. get hot. 
you can get hop venom and fresh hop venom at like my total wine and i picked that up just because i had i don't know whatever reason some in total wine sometimes they'll have the beer advocate score and it was a 98 ipa and i was like wait what i never heard of this and it's really good west coast ipa so i have a feeling this is even better because it's higher rated and i think it's their like flagship so yeah you find that's the thing is like when you do the neurotic cross-referencing you do kind of find <laughs> things that we were not going to boneyard before but we're going now yeah so we'll have our hit list and stuff that's good because the other thing i will say i guess my other tip is there's a lot of chaff at the beer yeah. fest yes a lot of beers that are just mediocre yeah i mean there's 500 beers there so 500 breweries yeah yeah 500 breweries sorry so there's like five thousand beers there yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so um a lot of them are not worth your time i'm sad to say you know remember we were talking about beer memes yeah starting to understand beer memes yeah digging deeper yeah so i've been seeing a lot of these beer memes about basically making fun of home brewers (laughs) that that bring their beer to like a brewery and make and try to like flag down the head brewer and get them to like taste their homebrew and how it's like uh dude this tastes like piss kind of thing yeah and i just like in my mind i'm thinking does that actually happen but there's so many beer memes about it it happens absolutely i guarantee it happens what are they thinking delusions of grandeur my friend (laughs) like if you really make a good homebrew mm-hmm. like entering it into a competition or something like a local competition yeah yeah or get in your like share it within your home beer homebrew group or something and like if it's really actually very good people are gonna straight up tell you you need yep. to do this like why would you take it to a brewery and be like this is my homebrew you want to try it they can't i was like that can't be a real thing <laughs> But you know what they say, Stephen. Anyway, <laughs> cream rises to the top. You can hold it down, but it'll make it. Uh, There's a funny phenomenon, and um, this is a crazy tangent, but it kind of reminds me of that of like on Steam, which is a video game distributor. Mm. They're really, really good at data analytics on their reviews because sometimes what will happen is a game will come out that's a little like not finished because they they do sell games that are considered early access. So it's like basically a demo at that point. But even even despite that, some people do kind of put something into like full release and it's not quite done Uh and they'll get horrible reviews. But they actually segment the reviews based out on time and you can look at a graph of the reviews over time because a lot of times what happens was a a game gets pushed a little bit too early and gets really horrible reviews. They'll do like a big patch to fix a lot of the issues and then you'll see the reviews like skyrocket to the positive. Gotcha. And that's what I mean by like cream rises to the top. Like if you make something good, eventually it'll get recognized. So like, yeah, I think if you do have that sleeper craft beer, if you can get it out there, like eventually it will get recognized. But you probably don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're probably not making, especially with how many, how like saturated the beer world is now and like how much control people have over the production process where they're like dialing in pH and yeah. they have a Russian river has like a, catalog of like every yeast they've ever used and they can spin any of them back up like you're not competing with that my friend i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome yeah Yeah. but yeah so anyway when you started talking about bad beer it made me think of that because those are some of the memes i'm seeing recently and i just kept thinking that is how is that a thing how is that possible that someone would flag down a 
brewmaster at a brewery and make them try their beer. I'm sure it happens. That's so cringy. It's very cringe, but hey, they think they got mm. something special. Maybe they do. Some of them probably do, but. Well, you can count on me never doing that, so. <laughs> Unless I make some fire homebrew. Yeah. You're like, this is it. This is this the is one. It. And my I brew once a year and I did it. There you go. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay. So. Um, so we've got our stouts lined up for sure. Mm-hmm. we got uh, some IPs lined up. El Zucaton. I don't know. Yep. Robert's yep. Cave. And just the Medi- fact that in one room we're going to have El Zucaton, Rusty Nail, and Fundamental Observation. And Medianoche. Oh, and Medianoche from Worldworks. Yeah. Like four variants of Medianoche also yeah i kind of just want to try the vanilla like the regular yeah because it's probably the best a lot of times the like variants <laughs> uh, pale in comparison to the king but yeah yeah it looks hey. like they have a regular one and then they have one it just says 2022 gabf medianoche so something a variant special a variant yeah. just for the beer festival Oh, Parabola is going to be there too from Firestone Walker. So like oh. those five stouts are all 100s, I think, on Beer Advocate. So that's so awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to taste the, all of those like in the same night. Yeah, it's too bad you can't just do a flight of those like lined up. Right, that would be amazing. Okay, so stouts, some IPAs, and then finding sours that are good. I feel like this is a stout year though. Yeah. Do you? Based on what you've seen. I feel like we had a sour year. We had a couple sour years, I think. I have started to cross-reference the top sours, and I'm not finding a lot of results. But yeah. I think some big hitters are missing. Like, Rare Barrel is not going to be there. And they mm-hmm. only do sours. And they do mm-hmm. some of the best sours. So that's a big hole. Russian River has some good sours, so... Yeah, I think Russian River, Crooked Stave will be there. They have some great sours. Their Nightmare on Brett. I think is really yeah. good. We've stood in line for a special pour. Although I think when we were there, they were pouring a peach sour. That was the special. They were. I remember I got a cork because I got a cork from Cricket Stave because they popped a cork and it shot up into the crowd. And it, like <laughs> literally awesome. landed like in my hand. It's like catching the home run like, oh, baseball. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so Crooked Stave will be fun for sours. BJ's Brewhouse, mm-hmm. you know, the restaurant. I always thought it was funny. I always thought they had like just a really, really standard lineup, but they have some interesting beers at the beer festival. They have a gin barrel aged Saison. Fancy. Might be, sounds like maybe might right up my alley, maybe. Yeah, we'll give them a shot. It's gin barrel aged. Actually, so. I, I actually love BJ's beer. Yeah? Because like when you go to BJ's, if you, I haven't been there for a little while, but they have their beer menu and they have them in order from the lightest lager all the way to like the darkest porter, whatever they have. And it's just like this rainbow of beer selections. And they have like the whole, they basically have every, almost every style covered. It's kind mm-hmm. of fun just to go in there and be like, Oh, like obviously they're not going to blow your mind, but they're, they're pretty solid. And you can yeah. kind of drink a solid beer from any style. Like you want a red, they have a red. You want a IPA, they have an IPA. You want a lager, they have a lager. You want a porter, they have a porter. So I think, they actually have a pretty cool lineup for a restaurant. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Pure Project. We mentioned them from San Diego. They were the ones that have that, like, they do that Flanders Red by the, I can't even remember the method, but they were the yeah are stacked on each other. Are they, they bringing they, that? I don't think so. Oh, it wasn't on the it. list. Yeah. But, but yeah, it'll be fun to try something from Pure Project. The other ones I had written down were Pumpkinator from St. Arnold. Okay. I know Jason's not a huge pumpkin beer. No, I don't like Pumpkin Stout. I'll try it. Like the highest rated one. So I'll try it. Of course I'll try it. I'm sure it's good, but the thing the thing I have against pumpkin beers is everyone does one. And most yeah. of them are bad. Okay. But, but it's this like, is the best one. 
Okay, I'll drink it then. I'm sure it's great. I'll drink it. I'm just excited because uh, St. Arnold's pretty close to me, and there is a possibility of getting Pumpkinator in this area, but it's still really hard. I remember last year I was calling around to all the stores, and they were like, I don't know. We don't know if we're going to get it or not. Gotcha. Just, when it comes, it shows up, though. I'm like, 90, well, can it has you a 95. call me when it shows up? <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, yeah, can you call me? It has a 95 on beer. Oh, okay. just Sounds a 95. Good. I thought it was going to be higher than that, actually. Sounds good, though. Molasses, caramel, brown sugar, nutmeg, clove. It's supposedly a good one. All right, I'm excited. I'll try your uh, pumpkin beer. Do you have any others written down? Let's see. I have... Oh, Deschutes is going to have, like, their special Black Butte Porter. 34 or something. 34 or something like that. Yeah, I'll try that. Oh, okay. Pumpkin Eater is the third best pumpkin beer there's oh bond logic has number one. Oh, did they really that's awesome called, called picture if you will oh there you go you know number six right behind the bourbon barrel aged pumpkin eater is a one called basic becky mm-hmm. from prairie artisan ales that one oh, I prairie can, artisan that one i think i can get i should buy it prairie artisan is like legit yeah they're not gonna be there are they no yeah prairie artisan makes some fantastic beers I actually have one in my fridge oh really yeah i have a bomb in my fridge still so. okay perfect it might I have... even be a cherry bomb i can't remember. oh i love that one i think i have bourbon paradise I'll oh okay look. nice okay, cool. yeah so yeah prairie artisan is really good all right cool well, so yeah that's our that... gabf 2022 preview tactical yeah. planning tactical pre- and i'm not done yet i got a cross-reference sours i got a barley wines barley wines i got a cross-reference i might even cross-reference um loggers because i would like to try there's so many good like craft loggers now mm. and i feel like we appreciate that style i'd like to hit like whatever the top three or four highest rated loggers that are going to be there i'd really like to try so okay we have a ambitious plan ahead of i us. know we got two sessions but we're gonna have to pace ourselves <laughs> and i'm not getting any younger steven it only gets harder the older you get well so, you know what's really funny too is that there is the um beer stat logger house in colorado downtown denver that i really want to check out on saturday night but i'm a little worried that we're going to be so burned out on beer that it's not going to be fun but we're going to be burned out we can yeah. go though i'll humor you it's just a logger though so at least it's an easy style that's true. And they so only we, have like four loggers on tap. I guess that's the other lesson we kind of learned is like after, if you do, even if you only do one session, you don't, you're not going to want to drink beer. After Thinking that. you're going to go to a brewery after. You're not going to go to a brewery after and be like, <laughs> yeah, more beer. You're going to want to just eat something greasy and then sleep for as many hours as you can get away with. So, all right, sir. So, well, was that an episode? It's an episode. So this has been Attenuation, a beer podcast, and this was episode 77 my name is jason oh and i, I forgot Ooh, see that 13 percent is kicking in and if you want to reach us we're available at contact.attenuation at gmail and we're also on instagram at attenuation.podcast steven if you get a tattoo are you gonna put a picture of your tattoo on the on the gram 100 percent. all right cool so look for that but yeah my name is jason and i'm joined by my best friend since eighth grade steven that's me <laughs> we're saying cheers and we'll see you next week we have in three weeks, we will be leaving for the beer fest. Do you think we'll, uh, should we just record while we're there together? Yeah, I think we got to do for the week, our September, first week of October episode, we'll just record on location. A very, a very special on location. Sounds good. Ep- episode. Yeah, we'll get to see each other. We'll get to record in the same room. That'll be fun. Amazing. All right, see you in a couple weeks, buddy. All right, cheers. Cheers. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Attenuation of Your Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram or Facebook for more fun content. Catch you next week. Cheers!